Hello, Mama. I am so excited to be here with you. We are starting a new series today. Woohoo! We are just, uh, we just wrapped up our Daughters of the King series, which was all about you and how to take care of yourself in the midst of the season and what it looks like to first and foremost be a daughter of the king before you're a wife, before you're a mother, all of that. And now we're moving down the totem pole that God has given us in terms of first we're daughters of the king and then next we're wives. And that is what this series is all about is marriage, um, being a wife, all things to do with that. And I am just so fired up for this. Um, I'm going to unpack today just a little bit of the reasons why we're diving into this. I'm just like, just, I just, there's been such an attack that lately that I've just been so aware to. I'm sure it's been there for longer, but my eyes have just been open to it lately. Just the attack on marriages in our culture right now. And I'm just not here for it. So I'm just ready to take some ground. I hope that you're with me to take some ground and do our marriages the way that God calls us to not to fall into culture's definition, not to fall into culture's ideas of what it looks like or what it means or any of it, but to live our lives in the way that God has called us to, no matter how hard it gets. And so that's why this this series is called How to Stay Married and Have Kids. <laughs> I think there's this conception in our, uh, I don't think that's the right word. Our, our, there's an idea in our culture. My brain is so foggy today. I don't even know why. It's just motherhood just has taken my brain. It's fine. It's fine. But there's a this conception, again, I say it, this concept, there we go. No one wants conception over here. We're done having babies. <laughs> My husband and I are. There's this concept in our culture right now that you can't be married and have kids or like that you can't, it's really near impossible to have a healthy marriage in the midst of kids. And yeah, it's hard. And yeah, it's takes work. And yes, there's challenges. And yes, you can't do it alone. And yes, you need help. And yes, we need to talk about it. But it is absolutely possible. And I hope that just what God has put on my heart, I hope that I can infuse some hope into you, into your marriage, and that God can just take just what culture has been saying and strip that away and help you just to be aligned with his word and fixated on what he wants to do and what he wants to say and not be distracted by all the things that are in our ears from culture. And so I just, I'm excited. I'm excited to share uh, my experience and, um, all of it with you because I think we all need it. Um, so get excited, just lean in on these episodes, just come in with an open heart, ready to just hear from God, um, come in with a humble heart, you know, cause some of this work is, um, the challenge of it and we'll, we'll dive into it, but it's, uh, looking at ourselves, you know, I think one of the biggest problems in marriage right now or in culture is it's all about pointing the finger who's to blame. And it's time we take that finger and point it back to ourselves. Uh, but bear with me. Because I know some of you are like, but no, he's the problem. But no, this is what he does. We will get to that. I'm not saying he's perfect. Not saying that. But there's just some more to say about it all. So get ready. See what God has for you. And uh, let's do this. Here we go.
Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Oh, I'm so excited for this topic. I'm so intimidated by it. It just feels um, big. I, at this point of recording this, I've been married for seven years, which I feel like I have slightly more. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I feel like I can maybe start speaking about marriage a little bit more. We've got seven years under our belt. That's like almost like we're headed to 10, you know, <laughs> but obviously compared to so many, that is so little. Um, but you know, of course I also have my degree in marriage and family therapy, right? So there's that expertise as well as just the wisdom God has, has decided to give me, which is such a blessing. And so I do believe that I can speak into this and I don't have an exhaustive set of solution and solutions. I don't know it all by any means. Um, but there's some specifically some things that I have worked through in my marriage that I think can help you. Um, and just some insights I have of just about where culture is getting it wrong. Um, and a lot of this comes from my pastors speaking into me, mentors speaking into me. Um, you know, so many people just, I've learned from and grown from, and I'm just excited to go here with you. So, Yeah, like I said, I just have felt like there's just been such an attack on marriages lately. Um, You know, it started off by, I just recently saw a very popular parenting um, resource that a lot of people use, you know, currently, and they shared just some stories and thoughts on marriage and divorce. And, um, you know, while I appreciate like the authentic conversation, and I believe that those authentic conversations do need to be had. I just, um, I don't know. I felt so sad about how, how it was gone about, like how the husband was spoken about, how, um, the idea of marriage was spoken about and it made me sad and it made me really angry because like God just has so much more for us. And I know that, um, you know, there's so many, people ingesting this content, uh, Christians included. And I just, I'm just not here for it. Like we can't, we can't let that voice be so loud in our lives. And we've got to be so careful about what we're letting in. And, you know, just some of like the ideas that were gleaned from this, um, this thing that I heard, is one, you know, just this idea, and, and this is not the only source. I've seen this actually, you know, more and more recently, um, especially, I think, you know, it's like once you see, you know, once you buy a car, you start seeing that car everywhere. And so once I saw this, I think I just started seeing it everywhere. And um, just this mentality in our culture about, and I, yeah, I remember even seeing it before this moment, but it just stood out to me lately. But this idea that divorce, like really isn't that big of a deal. Like divorce, it's not the worst thing. It's like, it's not really going to hurt our kids. It's actually probably better for our kids because, you know, they're avoiding all the conflict that they might be surrounded by if we don't get a divorce. And, um, you know, just this, this idea that it's not a big deal to go and get a divorce. Like it's, that's normal. And I think, you know, 
this mindset was somewhat present in our culture prior to where we're at now, but I think what it looked like before, um, before it's developed even farther is before it was like people believed that marriage, you know, should last forever. And they, they would stand by that. But then, you know, people would get into marriage and it was really hard and they would face trials and they would, they would end it. Right. And so that's why the divorce rate was so high or still is so high. Um, but I feel like that has now morphed into a different mindset because we've gone through all of that and people are like, well, yeah, you know, divorce is just kind of par, par for the course now. It's just a common thing that happens, you know, when you don't love each other anymore, when your lives don't align, when you're not making each other happy. And, you know, it's just, that's just part of what happens sometimes. And so now I feel like there's this new mindset around divorce where it's like, before it was like very stigmatized and like, you know, we believe this is wrong. We're all trying to stay together, but a lot of us are failing. Um, and I think that the majority of culture had that mindset, uh, non-Christians included. And then now I feel like, and, and by the way, Christians have just as high of divorce, divorce rate as non-Christians. Um, I, I haven't looked at the statistics recently. It might be slightly lower, but it's it's right up there with them. We're all, we're all in it together. And so, you know, I think um, that mindset has now morphed into everyone. Like the stigma is now gone, which not a fan of stigma because it means, you know, there's like shame. I don't believe in shame, but I do believe that there are right and wrongs and that God is the creator of marriage. And so he decides what that looks like. And he says that is a forever thing, right? Um, apart from death, (laughs) that's, that's it. And so now the mindset, I think, because the stigma was removed is that, yeah, it's just like a normal thing and we don't need to make it we don't need to make it a big deal. We don't need to, you know, say it's that bad. Like the kids are actually going to be better. We're going to be better. This is better for our lives. Like, I think this is an important, important thing that we do. It's the right thing to do. Even, you know, follow your gut. If your gut is saying that your marriage is over, it probably means that that's what you want and that's what you need to do. Right? Like, and that's, that makes sense because our culture is all about following your truth following how you feel, making your feelings king over everything. And so it makes sense that if if our feelings are king, then absolutely our marriages are going to end. Like, let me tell you, if you're right now making your feelings tell you about how your marriage is doing, like that, that you're following your feelings and saying, well, I don't love him anymore, then absolutely you're headed to divorce. Because marriage at its core is not about how you feel. Love at its core is not about how you feel. It's a commitment. It's a decision. And so when our culture says that our feelings are king, it's going to lead to this place we're in where divorce is normal and expected and actually seen in a positive light. I really believe that the idea of divorce is being glorified right now in our culture and that like, yeah, it's actually better. Like, because you know, if you get divorced, yeah, the kids are going to be safer because they don't have to, you know, like I already said, see all that conflict. And so it's just, it's just making me mad. <laughs> and, and I mean, we can expect this, right? Like the world does not know Jesus. The world is ruled by Satan. Um, so it makes sense that they don't have a biblical, biblical mindset. But I also know that there's so many Christians inadvertently ingesting these mentalities, these values, and we're not being careful what we take in, right? 
Um, and so I want to I want to speak to that. Um, some other things that I have picked up on from this one resource, in addition to so many others, it's definitely not just this one, but um, you know, there's just a lot of husband bashing going around in our culture. And I've talked about this a little on the podcast, but we just look down on men. We say men are the problem. Men are always getting in the way. Men are always doing the wrong thing. Men are just pretty much evil, just a bad thing. Like they are the problem. They are never doing enough. They don't care. They demean us. They want to be in control, right? Like the list goes on and on about what we think of men in our culture right now. And I know you have come across those values. I know I have. I know I can fall into it still. And I've worked on it a lot. I know that it's it's so it's hard not to take on that value because there is a seed of truth in it, right? There's a seed and that's how what Satan does. He takes a seed of truth and distorts it and turns it into a lie. But there's a seed of truth and like, sure, there was, there was, there have been men that have abused their power. A lot of them, right? And there have been men that have demeaned women and there have been men that haven't, uh, stepped into the fullness of who they were called to be as husbands and fathers, right? So that there, there, those men existed. Now, we're making it so every man has that label on him. And so we kind of assume a man is that way. I'm talking very generally speaking. I'm not sure all of you fall into that, but I want you, if, if you're like not sure, just to listen and, and see if there's any of this inside of you, you know, even if it's just a seed of it, because um, I know not everyone's going to fall as far on this scale. It kind of depends um, what you've been exposed to. It really depends what even what part of the country or the part of the world you live in. But I know if you're kind of especially in regions where like, you know, L.A., like just more densely populated areas, there's more of this, you know, if it's more um <laughs> What's the opposite of conservative? Guys, this is where my mind is broken. My mind is broken. I shouldn't speak that over myself. Um, when it's more progressive, there we go. That's the word. More progressive. Um, you're going to have more of these ideologies that you're surrounded with. So we all we all fall in a different point of the spectrum, but I want you to listen for yourself. Don't just push it away thinking this doesn't apply to you because I think all of us need to weed through our thoughts and, and, and viewpoint to see if there's any bit of this lie in us. Because I think when we're surrounded by this in culture, right, in social media, in movies, in, in things we're learning as parenting resources, right? Like, all of this, there's, there's this in it. And so we've got to be careful and and weed through it. But ultimately it's this presumption that men are kind of inherently evil. I mean, I guess technically all men are inherently evil, right? We're all sinners, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about men, the gender, um, and that they are just inherently evil beyond just being sinners. Like they're just, you know, they want to demean us. They are power hungry. They, don't care. They don't want to show up in the fullness, you know, all of it. So we, I think we often go into the, we assume a lot of us, or we can assume that men are just this way. And I want you, if you're not assuming this about men in general, I want you to think about your husband. Do you ever assume this about him? Like, like when a situation arises and there's conflict or, or, you know, maybe he misses something. What is your assumption about him in the situation? Do you assume grace and you assume, oh, you know what? I bet he totally forgot about this. I bet he totally spaced it. I bet he tried so hard to remember, but he has so much on his mind right now. He probably totally spaced it. Or 
do you assume the opposite? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he's one of those men that doesn't want to help with the household. He just doesn't care about me. He just wants to work. He doesn't care about taking care of our kids or about me, right? Like, which maybe don't go to the either extreme, but which side do you veer more towards? Right. And so there's, but this is the, the mentality in our culture. It's everywhere is that men are just no good. They're just no good. And so we've got to be careful as we are ingesting media and therefore ingesting those ideologies about how we are viewing our marriage and the men in our life. You know, another thing I've seen a lot is just that um, there's just a lot of intimate criticisms, I'll say, um, revealed in the name of authenticity. So in the name of authenticity, we're just going to tell you all these horrible things about the other person and not even take ownership for ourselves. Um, and yeah, I don't want to go too much into that because, you know, it's very nuanced and I don't want to, yeah. But I just think that people in the name of authenticity begin to gossip, begin to reveal things that aren't necessary, begin to speak things that aren't uplifting, that aren't honoring, right? And done in a way that's like so clearly that they're not on the same team. And they're just, they're like, but we want to be authentic about where we're at. We want to be open about how hard marriage is, but then they're bashing the other person. And it's just so harmful. It's so harmful to speak about someone that way. It's so harmful to, to speak to the public about someone that way. And so, you know, I want to be, I want you to be careful about, again, about what you're listening, how that's impacting you and you hear someone else speaking about their husband in, in that light, like assuming, instead of assuming grace, they're assuming the worst case, like that they just don't care that they're just terrible. And then they're speaking broadly to everyone about that. And so it matters how we speak about our husbands. Um, I'll probably be doing a whole episode about that because it's super important. Um, but yeah, we've got to be careful of that. Yeah. There's just been so many things lately about marriage, about divorce, um, about divorce, just being the solution, right? Like people are starting to see it as like this solution that solves a hard situation that like, if you're struggling divorce, that's, that's what you need. Right. Um, or like it takes it, there's actually even more of an extreme and I don't know how much you've been exposed to this, but there's a, a mentality also going on in our culture about how we don't even need marriage to procreate. Um, and I mean, you've probably seen this, like people having babies without being married and Hey, if you're one of those, like I am for you and I'm with you and I, you know, God is not like turning his back on you, but I do believe that God is the creator of marriage and, um, you know, sexual intimacy is created for the confines of a marriage, which means procreation, making children is also for that. Um, and I know that's challenging for some of you and, um, you know, God, the beauty of God is that he meets us wherever we're at. And so I don't want you to hear me, um, speaking like down to you and, and, and I don't want you to heap shame on yourself, but I do believe that the, the laws that God has given us, Help us know where to walk. Help us know how to structure our lives so that we can be fully healthy and show up in the fullness of how he created us. And every single one of his laws does this. And so with that, 
he created marriage and within that the con- th- that's where sexual intimacy should lie and of course then therefore procreation but you know we know a lot of us some of you might not have um, you know, we might not be married to your the the father of your child. Um, some of you know people that aren't married and have children, and then there's also just you know sometimes that happens out of you know um, a moment, a mistake. Um, you know, you might be aware that that's not God's intention, but it happened, and, and now you're trying to figure it out. But then there's a mentality in culture that it's like, no, that's actually the best way. Is I read, I was reading comments on this resource and some of the videos they posted about the divorce talk and all of that. And there was people talking about how like, yeah, actually, you know, the ideal is to have kids apart from a romantic relationship. That makes it way less complicated. Like this is the ideal is that we don't need to fall into these traditional mindsets of having to be married in order to have children. And really you should separate those things. Romantic relationships should be separate from uh, bearing children with someone. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is, that is, that is crazy. But it makes sense. And I've been hearing stories about how, uh, you know, a lot of women, I don't know about a lot, I don't know what percentage, but like it's a, a, a new popular thing that um, women that want to have babies will just, you know, uh, find a friend, um, like another girlfriend that just like wants to like a friend, friend, not dating, that they also want to like, they want to raise their babies together essentially. So they get artificially inseminated and they share a house and they raise their babies together, not as like a family unit, but just as like friends just doing life together. And, you know, they just raise these kids apart from any kind of, um, traditional family or father. And, oh man, it's just getting all messed up. It's just getting all mixed up like that. It's just not God's plan for us. Um, I know that's hard and I really am not sharing all of this to, you know, to make people feel bad or to bash anyone. Truly. I want to talk about this because I believe whether you've seen these extremes or not, like whether you believe in these extremes or not, you're depending on your exposure, right? I believe all of us have some of this mentality that has seeped in to how we see marriage. That's why I'm talking about this is because this mentality is so prevalent in our culture and we're not fully, we don't have our eyes fully open and awake to it. And so it's seeping into how we see our husbands and it's seeping into how we see marriage and it is impacting us and destroying us. And we've got to take captive these thoughts. We've got to draw attention to any of these thoughts that might align with what culture is saying, because it will ultimately lead to destruction. It'll ultimately lead away from God, away from his plans. Now, I'm not saying marriage is simple by any means. Marriage is so hard and can be extremely painful. And I've experienced that. Like, it's it's painful. And I'm going to tell a little bit of my story in um, probably the coming weeks. I'm not sure, you know, I don't know maybe next episode, we'll see. But I, I know that. And I'm not trying to minimize what you might be walking through. I also want to take a moment before we dive in, and I might say this again in our series because I just want to make this so very clear. As I am talking about marriages and about husbands, I'm not talking about abuse situations. I am not talking about husbands that are physically abusive, that are emotionally abusive. And, you know, I think we got to be clear to on what emotional abuse is. I'm not talking about um, a husband that 
you know, um, let me think of an example. Like we're talking about husbands that like emotional abuse is when he's demeaning to you, where he calls you names, where he puts you down, not just that he's not emotionally available. That's not emotional abuse. That's painful. And that's not God's intention, but that's not emotional abuse. Um, so we've got to be careful too how we're labeling these things because absolutely there is abuse out there and God does not want you in an abusive situation. And I am not talking about abuse here. I'm talking about the majority of people that are in a relationship that is hard and complicated and rocky. And I want to speak to you to help you step into what God intends for you in marriage. And I want to just kind of outline some biblical principles for marriage. And I want to speak to some of your specific questions. I've been so excited because this week in our Facebook group, I asked everyone just what their specific questions were about marriage and what situations they wanted spoken to. And I got so much feedback and I'm just so grateful for all of you. And I want to speak to a lot of that and and just help guide you in this quest of being married, especially in our culture. It's so hard. It's so hard. So thank you for that. If, if more of you have just... Um, questions or situations you want spoken to, come hop in our Facebook group. You can go find it by searching in Facebook for Morning Mama Collective. And I just would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback and your questions and all of it. And you can also post anonymously if you don't want, you know, your comments shared publicly. Or you can always email me any questions at support at morningmama.co. So yeah, come share all of that. And I'm excited. Um, today, I just want to start with one tip and I probably will continue unpacking this um, in the future because it's a big one. Big, 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 big one. Big, 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 big one. <laughs> I, I just want to emphasize it because it's, <laughs> it's big. <laughs> and that is number one, tip number one. It starts with you. Oh, I know you didn't want that. I know you didn't want it. I know it doesn't feel good. Oh, I'm so sorry. But truly, the thing I have learned in my marriage struggles, um, just in my life in general, like the problems I am facing start with me. Um, And you know, in my marriage struggles for a long time, I pointed the finger a lot. And sure, my husband's not perfect. Sure, he's got his issues. And we might unpack a little bit of that, <laughs> some, of his, some of his issues, including some of mine. Um, but ultimately, I have learned that it all starts with me. And if I can focus on myself and my side of the things, ooh, that changes things big time. You know, people love to point fingers. People love to tell stories of other people's failures. And people just love to constantly look for and watch um, where other people are falling short. You know, I think especially when we're talking about men here, right? We're constantly telling everyone going on about where he's falling short, where he's messing up. And we spend all of our time and energy focusing on what the other person is doing wrong. And even if you're not someone that, that publicly shares that or even that shares that with anyone, are you doing that in your head? Are you constantly in your head in your marriage pointing at what the other person is doing wrong? I know it's so easy to fall into. I've been there. I still am there some days. But let me say, that is just 
And this is with all empathy. Just remember, I'm in it with you, speaking to myself too, but it's just such a waste of time. Like we are wasting our own time when we point the finger at the other. Like think about the implications of pointing the finger, specifically in a marriage, right? You're fueling unhealth in your marriage by pointing out the flaws of the other, right? You're, you're looking for the bad. And the more you do it, the more flaws you find because you're looking for that, right? Um, you're making it impossible to support and encourage your spouse. When you're looking for the wrong things and you're, you're, you're so bent on pointing those out, you're doing the opposite of encouraging and supporting. You're not able to show up for them in that capacity because you're so consumed with looking for the wrong in them. You're creating a divide in your marriage, right? Like you're you're drawing the line of like me against you, right? This is what you did to me. And that's just creating this divide. You're keeping a record of wrongs, which we know the Bible says not to do. We're just counting up, well, you did this and you did this and you did this and you're failing here and you're failing there, right? You're also preventing change. Like think about when you feel criticized for something, does that make you want to change? Like when you feel not like, not like constructive criticism where someone's like, hey, let me encourage you. Like, here's something you can do better. But no, it's like, hey, you keep failing here. Does that make you like want to try better? Maybe it does for a moment. But let me tell you, when you try and make a change out of a place of pain rather than a place of peace, that is not going to create sustainable, lasting change. That's only going to lead back to more of the old behavior. Um, If you have heard me talk about restoration theory, then you know that this is the pain cycle at work where we have our wounds pop up, they lead to our destructive coping. And so if you go back to a pain to make a decision, right, to to make movement, right, you criticize them in in an unhealthy way and they feel more pain, right? They maybe feel more inadequate. That's just going to lead to their destructive coping, which maybe instead of withdrawing, now they're performing. And so they're trying to look like they're doing better, but performance isn't true change. It's just perpetuating the pain cycle. So that's that's not going to help. It's only going to lead to more destruction. And if, if you want to go deeper with me on that, like come and, well, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I, I have some ways for you to learn about all of this in a much greater capacity. So we're preventing change. You know, they're just feeling like they're criticized all the time and that's gonna not going to lead to sustainable change. And then you also, in addition to it all, you create a giant blind spot for yourself, for all of your faults, for all of your failures, when you're just looking at the other person, like you're missing all the things that you are doing wrong. Like, how do you have the capacity to see this? How do you have the energy to see those? You're using all of your time and energy to look at the other person and where they're failing and where they're messing up. And you're probably not giving much space for them to talk. Now, I'm talking in extremes here. You know, you might do both. You might fall into criticism and blaming, and you might also try and make space for them to share where you're missing the mark. But I I want you to be aware, like even if you don't fall into the extremes of this, like where is this showing up in your life? Where is this showing up in your marriage? Are you falling into that criticism? I know as moms, it can be easy to fall into that because it it's like that control piece. Like we feel like we need to control everything. And then when we're in that mode, it takes over everything and everyone and anything in our path just gets demolished. There's another way, friends. There is another way. Your spouse is not perfect. 
but you definitely are not perfect. <laughs> Neither am I. You contribute to the issues. We contribute to the issues. So we, we've got to stop pointing the finger. And in fact, we got to take it from pointing at them and point it back at ourselves. Where are we falling short? What does that look like? Now, I'm going to get, I know a lot of you are struggling because you feel like your husbands aren't showing up. You feel like they're, they're not being there, right? And, and I get it. We're going to address that. Don't worry. We're going to address it. But we have to start with us. Where are we missing the mark? And I want to I go into this in our next episode, but essentially I've seen in myself um, just what has kept me in this place of doing this is first and foremost pride and then also unrealistic and healthy expectations. And we'll go into that more, but I just want to say if, if you're hearing me talk and you're like, oh no, I don't do that at all. No, it's really, it's him. That's the problem. Then it might just be that you have some pride at play. Pride will blind us to our real issues. And truly all of us have ways to grow as wives. And so if you hear me talking about this and all you can do is think about where he's failing, then you got some pride going on and just know you're in good company. Gosh, God has just made me more and more aware of the areas where pride shows up in my life. And it's so uncomfortable and I hate it and I want it to be gone and I'm working on it and God is helping me, but man, it's uncomfortable. So just know you're, you're in good company. Um, but that I just want to challenge you. If, if that's your reaction to everything I'm saying, then, then just start praying about some pride. Just ask God to reveal where you might have some pride at play. And we're going to go deeper into this. There's so much more I have to say about marriage and being a wife. And oh man, I just, I'm excited to go here with you. Um, I just also want to just take a minute to invite you. If you do want to go deeper, if you want to learn how to get out of your cycles as a wife, how to stop being angry, how to stop being critical, and you want to get to the root of what's underneath all of that, then I want to invite you into our Healed Mama Academy. This is a place where I go deep with you, where I help get my eyes in your life. We have weekly group coaching so that you can bring your actual situations to me and I get to speak into them and get to invite God to work in them. And I just love it. And so um, when, when you join, I teach you all about restoration theory and how to get out of the pain cycle and start walking in peace, get in control of that anger, get in control of the anxiety and criticism and control and actually walk as a peaceful wife, a peaceful mother, peaceful daughter of the King. And we unpack, I unpack all of that in the course. And then we have weekly group coaching and you get access that to a for a full year. So come join me if that's you and you're just ready to to be done with the patterns, the cycles that you're in in your marriage. Um, Restoration theory works so well for marriages and I'll unpack that in the coming weeks because there's really a lot you can apply to marriage. Um, But if you know right now, like it's time for you to do something different, come apply today. You can go and find out all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I hope to see your application soon. Um, But let me just pray for you. I know this is like a really intense topic and can feel really challenging. So let me just, let's just pray, man. Um, I know God has good things for you, mama. So just don't give up. Okay. Just hang in there. There's, there's good things coming. Let me pray. God, I just thank you for every woman that's listening. God, I thank you that you have great intentions for her life and for her marriage. God, I thank you for the gift of marriage. I thank you for your plan. God, I I pray, God, that you would just speak to all of us, myself included, and just help us see, God, where we are missing the mark. God, where we've been blinded 
by culture and by the pain in ourselves to not look at our own faults. God, would you open our eyes to them? Would you give us the courage to look at those? Would you give us the strength to change them, God? Would you help us just for a second to let go of the criticism and let go of the the finger pointing, God, and just help us to look inward, God? You're you're so good and you're so gentle. And I know, God, you're going to do this in a way that we can handle and 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 calls us higher, God. You are not, your voice is not a voice of condemnation, God, but of conviction, which calls us higher and says, I have more for you, daughter. So I just come against the voice of condemnation in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that, God, and I pray you would speak life and healing over these women, God, and you would help them know who they are, God, in you, and that with you there is always hope, God. And I just lift up all of the broken marriages to you, God. I pray that you would restore them. I pray you would bring fresh life into them, God. And we just wait on you to see what you want to say and you want to do. God, please just comfort us as we as we wade through this uncomfortable topic. It's hard, God. It's really hard, but you're so close to us in all of it. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.